Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, today is November the 17th, Friday, November 17th, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're in the forward to the first edition. Uh, we're on page XIII. We're reading the fifth paragraph, just that one paragraph. We are not an organization ending with, we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. All right, today's readers. For the steps, we have Lisa B.T., the traditions, Tens and P. Starting us off with the text is Katie G. Page 164 is Amory M. Our backup reader is Vanessa G. Newcomer reader, Susan S.H. And second hour host is Ann A. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, November 16, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,841, 20841. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,842, 20842. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position <clears throat> on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group, must, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. <clears throat> Had a vision for you, big book study. Our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And Lisa B.T. is up with the steps. Um, good morning. This is Lisa B.T. and you're Toronto. Grateful to covered. Compulsive overeater. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, probably asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to food compulsive overeaters and to practice our principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Lisa. Next up is Tenzin with the traditions. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop compulsive eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the venture and then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study. We are in the forward to the first edition. We're on page uh, XIII, the fifth paragraph down at the bottom. We are not an organization, ending with, we simply wish to help uh, to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And I've asked Katie G to start us off. Hey, friends. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. I am a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. We are not in an organization in the conventional sense of the word. There are no dues or fees. 
whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And that is like a loaded paragraph, so I can't talk about all of it. <laughs> KDG recovered compulsive eater. And um, the thing that really struck me today is um, who am I opposing? So opposing means speaking or fighting against. And one of the things that I thought 16 years ago when I came into the rooms is that it was um, okay for me to talk down about my religion. Um, I just thought, you know, I'm spiritual, not religious, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. But I also, as the years have gone by, I've learned that I don't have a right to oppose anybody. Like, who am I Who am I opposing today? Like, am I putting down religions? That's a resentment that I need to deal with. Am I putting down Overeaters Anonymous? You know, I am a snob about the big book and the AA 12 and 12 until, thanks be to God, I opened the OA 12 and 12. If you haven't read it recently, step six and seven will change your life. Like, this is an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, whether we like it or not. Um, and, and am I putting it down? My job is to be helpful because the things that are in the outside world, race, gender, sex, the things that our world fights about, um, you know, political issues, they don't belong here. And I had an experience 16 years ago where somebody made a comment about my lifestyle. God love her. God changed me. Um, and I'm so glad that I didn't leave. But I need to understand that it is not my business who you are. The It's like with our sex conduct, right? The, the big book talks about you can do whatever you need to do. The only requirement is that we're not being selfish, right? Like as long as you're not being selfish, you're good to go. Who am I to say you are? You are um, who am I to criticize? So I think it's really important for me to ask every day, who am I opposing? Um, and am I, am I opposing God? You know, am I saying, oh, don't mention God because the newcomer, newcomer, I love you. This whole program is about God. And if you're scared of that, you know, for me, I had to do a little bit more compulsive overeating until I, I found God, right? And if you're in relapse, there's a God. There's a God that exists that's not, it's not food. And I'm not here to hide and say this isn't a God program because it is. And my job is to be helpful. So who am I being helpful with today? Well, God willing, I've been helpful this morning to somebody. I know I've been helpful to myself by, by speaking up and saying I'm abstinent and recovered and, and praising God that would, would take a wretch like me and allow me to be abstinent and recovered today. That is unbelievable. And who else am I helping? Am I helping my kids? Am I helping my husband? Or am I opposing him? Am I helping the world? Am I doing my job today? Or am I opposing and criticizing? These are the things that will, will take me back to the food each and every time. And God keep my words sweet because one day I may have to eat them. And with that, I pass. Katie, appreciate it. Perfect timing. All right, we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And you know the deal if you shared in the past couple of days. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Please step back and allow others to get a chance to share. We appreciate that you do that. It makes a better meeting. Um, so one at a time. Let me know who wants to share on this. Shannon C. Rivka R. Baltimore. Shannon C. Rivka. Bonnie B. Shannon S. Hold on, hold on. Shannon C. I think it was Bonnie B. Janice S. 
Janice, hold on. Reva. Reva. Who else? Julie P. Julie P. But then there was, I think there was a another Jennifer P. Jennifer. Reva P. I got you, Reva. You're in there. Ian F. Ian. I knew I heard a dude there. Anyone else? All right, we got Riska, Janice C, Bonnie P, Janice S, Reva P, Julie P, Jennifer C, and Ian. All right, you're up, Riska. Hi, good morning. Um, Am I muted? (laughs) No, you're good, you're good. Hi, good morning. It's Riska R, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. Um, thank you so much for your service, and um, thank you everyone for being on the line this morning. So, so many paragraphs in this big book just bring me to tears, and and this is actually one of them. Um, that this has been given so freely, there are no fees or dues whatsoever, and it just it struck me that like the most important things, like things that if I I didn't have, I would die within a few minutes are free, like air is free. I can't live without that for more than a few minutes, and it's all around all the time, 24-7. Like I might have to remind myself to, to breathe deeply so I can get all the benefits of breathing fully, but I'm I'm always breathing. God is free. I can't live without God. God is all around me and through me and keeps me alive with his energy like every second. And so, Sometimes I have to remind myself to, to reach out to God and, and trust when I'm, I'm feeling fear or anxiety in the moment. But, but God's always there 24-7, and this program is free. And thank God because it's absolutely vital for my existence, and it's there 24-7. And sometimes I need to remind myself that I'm powerless over food or, or person or situation, and my life will get exceedingly unmanageable and miserable. But but putting the food down and, and working the steps keeps me God-centered instead of ego-centered. And, and then I can have a life 24-7, and I'm not killing myself spiritually and physically with food. I, I think of all the things that I, I spent money on that didn't work. One program was supposed to teach me how to eat like a thin person and cure my weight problem. So I gave them my money, and I was told on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 5 being True hunger and 6 to 10 being other reasons. If I ate from 1 to 5 and not from 6 to 10, I would I would be thin because that's what thin people do. They only eat when they're hungry. Well, whoop-de-doo, if my eating had anything to do with hunger and not craving and obsession and spiritual bankruptcy, maybe that would work for me too. But, of course, it didn't. And I'm just so, so grateful to be in a place today that it knows the real problem and has the real solution, and wow, it's just it's phenomenal and it's and it's free. Um, oh, anyway, thank. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, I pass. Thanks, Rivka. Next up is Shanna C, followed by Bonnie B. Good morning. This is Shanna C, grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Thank you so much, Russ for your service and all on the line who are making this meeting possible. It's uh, truly a miracle for my life that I get to be here. 
Um, the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking, and in our case, you know, eating compulsively. Um, you know, thank God that you know that that's all is required for membership. Um, I mean, I had what I felt was a desire uh, to to not harm myself with food and eat the way I obsess the way I did. Um, but I didn't have the power to not be that way. Um, the honest desire to stop came through desperation and pain. And when I had gotten beaten by this disease into a state of willingness, um, and it's just, it was the most painful, but yet most liberating thing I'd ever experienced when I finally reached that point of, I'm absolutely out of ideas and I have nowhere else to go. I'm at the end of myself. And I couldn't create that. No human could have created that in me. Um, it was a disease, and it, what happened was um, uh, I reached out to the God of my, my understanding, the best way I knew how the best I understood, and, and I got ended up being led here, and uh, you were able to help me. It's, um, and I, God forbid I ever throw it away. Um, so that's what keeps me coming back. Um, thankfully, there's you know no particular faith sector denomination. There's no particular food plan. There's no you know, whatever, I don't have to join, you know, a certain club in order to, to matter more in a way. It's, you know, I work these steps, I get that connection to God, and I'm being given a platform upon which I can help others. And helping others is the is the foundation of my recovery. I'm not a saint. I do it because I don't want to experience that hell again. And there's a certain amount of joy that comes from knowing that we grow by our willingness to face and rectify errors and to turn the past into good account. So I'm actually growing because of my dark past. Um, I'm not getting perfect. I'm actually becoming more and more aware of how imperfect I am. And with that comes more humility. And with that humility comes a more sense of purpose and helpfulness and relationally to others, which is something I was never able to do before. Uh, my faults become my greatest assets. And with that, I can help avert death and misery for others. And say, you know, and be saved myself. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to me. Happy Friday. Thank you, God, for abstinence in this program, for you guys showing up every day and having that place to, to land for the newcomer. You certainly hear from me. Um, love you guys. God bless. Thanks, Shanna. Next up is Bonnie B, followed by Janice S. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for us for your service. Good morning, my friends. Bonnie B. Um, gratefully recovered today by the grace of God living in the state of Florida. What a beautiful paragraph. Um, how grateful am I that this organization is not a conventional um, organization. On page 31 where it says, here are some of the methods we've tried. I wrote down all the ones I've tried and there were a whole bunch of them that were considered conventional and they didn't work for me. Um, and every one of them, you know what they had attached to them? A dollar sign. Every one of them cost me something, but not this program, not money anyhow. And what this program requires of me is rigorous honesty and then a desire, an honest desire to stop eating. The only requirement is an honest desire to stop eating. How amazing is that? Taking everything else off the table, all the things that would prohibit a lot of us from doing those things that we thought would get us what we wanted is not required in this program. And it turns out to be the only thing that works, which is an honest desire for someone who has the DNA that I have. 
On page 427, it says, if you're an apple, you can be the best apple you can be, but you can never be an orange. I have a different DNA. All those other conventional programs, they didn't work because I have a different DNA. But there was a price tag, too. And there's no price tag connected to this one, at least not connected to my bank account. Um, And then the last sentence, which is so incredibly beautiful, what's my job description? I simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And to me, that always equals love with no strings attached. I've had so many sponsors in this program, and every single one were so kind and so gracious to me and, um, and just poured out such great love on me that even though I wasn't there at the time, and, I, and I, um, you know, it required many trips around the mountain for me, I always felt the love, and so I always came back. And so that's our desire to allow people to figure this out by themselves, to, to focus on the only thing that works, which is um, helping them to put their hands into the hand of God. It's not going to be a person with skin on it. It has to be God. But we, by the grace of God, can transmit that love to them and then share our encouragement, strength, and hope because we've been given the, the, the billion-dollar ticket. And as I say, I thought it was a number on the scale when I came in. I've come to understand it's emotional sobriety. That's the gift. And as my brain goes, so goes the rest of my body. And I am grateful beyond words to be able to share this morning and to be able to um, you know, do this thing with each of you. And to anyone that's new or anyone that's um, you know, unfamiliar with this program or anyone that's in the middle of a relapse, stick around. Just keep coming back because this is the answer if you have the DNA that, that, um, that I have. And with that, I will pass. And thanks again. Thank you, Bonnie. Next up is Janice S. followed by Reva P. Good morning. My name is Janice S. and I'm from Middle Tennessee. I am a compulsive overeater. Oftentimes, you know, I'm sure most of us have asked ourselves, well, I've read this before. I've read this before and we read the book over and over and over. But there is always something different that comes to mind when I read the book over and over. This morning when I when we when it was read, there are no dues, no, there are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. I immediately went back to Janice that was in elementary school. I was just a young young girl, just a kid. And at that time I, I didn't have a weight issue. I was I was a I was a sickly kid. I was asthmatic, and I was in and out of the hospital. But I already had the isms of a compulsive overeater. I already didn't, you know, I already had all the things where I didn't fit in with anything. And I remember I had a a small group of friends, and we decided that after school on Tuesdays, we would form our own little club, and, and we would have Jews, and we would come up with a name, and and pretty soon everybody would want to be in our club. Now, we, of course, were from the land of misfit toys. And our club never, of course, got off the ground because nobody really wanted to be like us. So today, you know, my grown-up self, the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop eating. I, I'm amazed at how I, I could go back in time just like that in a flash and have that memory 
because it would be so easy for me to live like that again, you know, where I don't belong. Well, we do belong. We're just as good and we're the same. But sometimes it's so easy for me to fall back into that person that's different because I've been overweight, because I've been, you know, people looked at me and judged me and all this other stuff. Keep coming back, keep reading, keep growing, keep learning, and keep being reminded of where I was and where God has brought me today. Um, Just a reminder, and I'm so grateful, and it makes me feel so full of hope and so full of promise of the things that, how far I've come and how far I got to go and, and all the good things that are still to happen. It just brought me a great deal of joy, and I wanted to share that this morning. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here day after day. It means a lot to me. I hope you have a good day with that, I pass. Thank you, Janice. Uh, before Reva, let me let you know where we're at. We are in the forward to the first edition, page XIII, that fifth paragraph. We are not an organization ending with, we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. All right, Reva, you're up. Hey, good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. You know, I'm sitting here as we're reading these paragraphs, today's and the previous ones, and in this one, they weave in Tradition 7, 3, and 5. And I'm just um, sitting back in such gratitude. We are not an organization in the conventional sense. And it really confused me when I first came in. I was looking for who's the manager, you know, how much do I have to pay for this program, um, who's the boss? Who do I go to complain if I have a, a complaint, which I had lots of at the beginning? Um, and we're not an organization in the conventional sense. And just like, you know, every once in a while, I sit back and I think, how am I, how, am, how does somebody like me, you know, be abstinent and be a different person um, for a while? How does that happen? It's just so divinely God touched And it's the same with the traditions. Like, how do we get along? We are people who normally wouldn't mix different cultures, religions, beliefs, everything, Um, vocations. Um, Like it says in one of the stories, you know, you could be sitting in a meeting with a doctor, with a a butcher, with like, it's just, it's mind boggling and it works. And it's it's worked for years. And, you know, watching how group conscious works, it's just baffling. and it has to be God-touched. So I'm just so grateful for that. Um, and I love this business of, you know, our only um, aim is to be helpful. Like, where do you find that? Where do you find that? Um, and I love this business of um, the only requirement for membership is an honest. And I was told that they put honest here, but when it comes to the traditions, they took out honest because they made it even easier. Like as long as you have a desire, it doesn't even have to be an honest desire. You're a member, you're in, you belong, right? Um, you're one of, of, of the group. But I have to also remember, um, I just need the desire to be a member. But if I want to be recovered, oh, then I actually have to work the steps in entire abstinence. So there's a difference of the requirements for membership, the requirements for recovery. But 
what an amazing, what an amazing organization. And I'm so grateful we're not conventional. Um, yeah, um, and it works, it really does. Um, with that, I pass. All right, Reva, thank you very much. Next up is Julie P, followed by Jennifer C. Good morning. My name is Julie P, compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. You know, when I read this paragraph first and then listened to all the shares, the, the thing that really came to my mind was I truly, honestly, actually do not want to eat a peanut butter cookie this morning. And I am so grateful for all of you and this book to teach me that, you know, this is so much more. I am on day 32 of coming out of a relapse, and but by the grace of my higher power, whom I choose to call Ralph today, I remember sharing on these lines how I came up with my higher power in the name Ralph of the bus coming down my driveway, the visual of me on the front porch waving my white flag. I surrendered and just getting on that bus and riding on the back seat. And then I just knew that my higher power needed a sense of humor. Running, powerful, and baffling. Like, why can I just not eat a freaking peanut butter cookie? And then I just thought of Ralph Cramden from The Honeymooners. And ever since then, my higher power has the name of Ralph, and it works for me. And it just doesn't matter what our higher power is. What matters is that I have one. And I have the desire today. I don't want to eat that cookie. And what's the miracle in life is not only do I not want that cookie today, I want to know what my higher power has in store for me next because he is truly peeling the layers of that onion. And today I am on day 30 of keeping the ringer on on my phone. I am learning this spin through all of the crazy behaviors I have done to keep my husband quiet. And I choose today to not do that. It's not my job to keep him quiet. It's not my job to change my behavior and who I am to keep him quiet. Because I don't want those agitations, those frustrations. Well, I guess today, whatever's going to come, Ralph has in store for me. I'm here, and I know that Ralph will guide me to not eat that peanut butter cookie. And thank you all, and have a blessed day. Thank you, Julie. Next up is Jennifer C. followed by Anna. Good morning. This is Jennifer C. Recovered in Greenville. Did you say my name? Yep. Okay. Sorry about that. Missed it while I was unmuting. Um, Good morning. This is Jennifer C. Recovered in Greenville, South Carolina. So this uh, this this word 
desire, right? So the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop killing myself with food, right? And I have this honest desire, and here's the problem. Doctor's opinion tells me there's another desire going on at the very same time. The desire for ease and comfort, right? When I get restless, irritable, and discontent, unless I can, again, experience the sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking that first compulsive bite. And then after I succumb to this desire, this desire for ease and comfort, this desire for escape, the phenomenon of craving develops, right? And then I go through the well-known stages of a spree again. And then I come out remorseful and feeling disgusting and feeling like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that again. And then I make a firm resolution not to do it again because I have this other desire to stop, an honest desire. And I have these two opposing desires happening at the very same time, the desire to get recovered that gets me to the meeting, that gets me to the meeting. And then the desire to while I'm in the meeting thinking about food, leaving the meeting and eating compulsively. I've got these two opposing desires and that's what makes me a compulsive overeater. And what this book tells me is that until a psychic change occurs in me, I'm going to have these opposing desires and I'm going to wonder why this honest desire to get well is not powerful enough in my life because I have this obsession and I have this compulsion. And so the reality for me is that today I have no desire to eat compulsively, none. This entire psychic change, what it does for me today is it transforms my reaction to situation. It doesn't mean that I'm holier than thou. It doesn't mean that I always respond maturely to every situation what it does mean is that my brain doesn't consider food as an option today doesn't consider food my solution to anything that's what it means to be recovered today right this book tells me I begin to recoil recoil like it's a hot stove when my brain says hey maybe you should eat that I immediately recoil that's the gift of this entire psychic change that comes directly through the steps from God as a gift of grace. So I just want to encourage you today, if you're in the middle of these opposing desires, it's a painful place to be, but I promise you this, I promise you that as a result of this work, if you keep coming back, if you keep doing the work, if you keep doing what you're told, if you keep praying and and, and crying out to God, I promise you your time is coming. Don't, Don't give up. With that, I pass. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Next up is ENF, and then we're going to take another list. Hey, all. I'm ENF, compulsive reader, Louisville, Kentucky. Grateful to be here. These are awesome shares. Um, I always think it's really, really funny that, that reading through the forwards and the prefaces, they start talking about step 12 before they even get to the doctor's opinion. 
<laughs> you know, this this idea that we simply wish to be helpful. We're just here to, to be helpful to other compulsive overeaters. The fact that that is nailed home so many times, even before we start getting into what is this disease like? you know, theology of the body and the obsession of the mind. And here are all these examples. And I did my step work. Before I even did step work, this is where my sponsor took me, is, hey, before we even do this step work, you do know that being helpful to other compulsive overeaters is part of this, an essential part of this, right? That is that is such an important part of the fellowship of, of the program. and. Um, but it's it's also aligned with this there are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire. If I have any motive other than wanting to be helpful, it's not gonna serve my recovery and it's probably not going to be helpful anyway. You know, when when I when I came in, like if I felt like there was anything being asked of me in terms of money or or service or, or anything like I would have I would have been like, oh I don't know if I can do that, right? But the fact that we we have this attitude when when we get to OA, like you walk into a room and it's really scary and <laughs> when I started I smelled like crap and I was bloated and I was sick and I was miserable and I came in and they were all like, Hey, welcome. <laughs> I was like, that's it. There's no, there's no, you're not going to ask anything of me. I don't have to stick around and, and earn my keep here. Like, you're just going to love me for being here. That's crazy. The only place in my life still, you know, where I feel like that is genuinely the case, where I just belong because I am, because I am. And that's really important. It's a really important attitude to keep. So, you know, I, I always hope that that I can be a part of that, and it's a joyful thing to be a part of. And um, I'm grateful to be a part of it this morning. I love you guys. I'll pass. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. So we're going to open it up for sharing again. We are on forward to the first edition, page XXIIXIII. We are hitting that fifth paragraph. We are not an organization ending with we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And uh, you know what's up. If you share in the past couple of days, please step back with all those to share. Who would like That's to share? Charles, Charles H. Charles H. From Maryland. Karen J. Karen M. Christina J. From North Carolina. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There was someone before Charles. Batya M. From Maryland. Say that one more time. Batya, B-A-T-Y-A. Batya M. Charles, I heard Christina. Marie. Anne Marie M. Mary K. Karen M. Robin Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Christina J., Anne Marie M., Mara, and I heard Larry. Loretta H. Karen MC. Karen MC. Wait, one second. Loretta. Sorry. Loretta H. 
and Emster, what was that? Uh, Karen Emster. All right, I I, th- I think we might be cutting it close here. I don't know if we're going to get to everybody, but I took the name. So, Bacha, you're up. Star one, Bacha. Okay. Uh, come back. Can you hear me, uh, there you Can you hear me now? You are, there you... Yep, gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Um, you're my life raft. And the sentence that strikes me is, there are no fees or dues whatsoever. I grew up in an area that I would say was middle, middle class, upper, upper middle class, and it seemed like every girl in my grade, their families belonged to the big community center. Part of my shame growing up was that we didn't have enough money to join in the center. They had the swimming pool, they had the basketball courts and tennis lessons and everything. And I had the library, which I love, but that's it. And being excluded in that manner or occasionally thrown a bone when somebody would take me as a guest and having that feeling of walking around that building and not quite being sure, not belonging, not knowing where things are, um, that that had a really strong impression on me. And so that here in OA, we are all equal, depend, uh, independent of our financial status. Uh, these people who joined, they were, they were uh, lawyers and they were doctors. They they had the means to belong to country clubs, and yet here they were, sitting shoulder to shoulder with other people who needed help from overcoming the addiction. And I'm so grateful that I can belong to this membership, this fellowship, and contribute voluntarily according to my means and give service in lieu of all the times I couldn't pay to support the meeting. Thank you all for being here, and thank you for giving service. All right, thank you. Next up is Charles H. Hey, good morning, Russ. Thank you for your service. I already already heard my name twice already. No need to say it again. Um, I know who I am today. You know, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm a a, a member of Overeaters Anonymous, and a, and I'm not a KSAC worker. Neither is anybody else. This anybody can, you know, step up to the microphone and shoot their shot for three minutes. But it's how I'm living. You know, am I living this program? You know, for me, I don't know about because 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 real talk. I don't like you enough to hate you. I mean, you, you, you're all, we're all equal. We're valid. We're, 
you know, anybody can get validated through the, the concepts, the steps, and the tradition in this program. And, you know, I'm so grateful uh, to, to be a part of healthy and unhealthy situations because, you know, I was having a conversation with a couple of my brothers yesterday, last night, and we was chopping it up. It's like, you know what? Like, you can't force program on anybody that don't want it, right? And And to do that is to be a wet blanket, is to be – uh, you know, uh, to put yourself up being more than human. And, you know, um, this program is revealing, and anybody can, can, you know, plant a seed through concrete, and then somebody else can water it, and, then, and, and it flourishes. But everybody's a part of this. It's an equal opportunity program. So I'm going to leave some time on the clock because it really ain't that serious. Anybody can step up to the mic and do what they do. All right, Chaz, thank you. Next up is Christina J. Fob by Emory M. Morning, my friend. Um, Christina J., North Carolina. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement is an honest desire to stop drinking. And for years, I had an honest desire to stop eating my junk food, didn't know what was going on. But I, the deepest honest desire I had for years was to look skinny to fit into all the fashionable clothes to, because skinny people, you know, they, they had their shit together, right? They had their life together. And if I could do that, then I could be seen in society as having my life together. I could be successful. I could be a star in the music world if I was skinny and beautiful, right? If I wasn't older than I said I was, I mean, I had all kinds of lives going on to get validation and try to move ahead and get my thing in the world. Dues or fees for membership um, or, you know, for whatever. I paid a lot of dues and fees at diet clubs because they tell you if you're paying for something, you really want it. You really want it, and that money will motivate you. Guess what motivates me today? There's no money motivating me to do this program. What motivates me is that I don't really, I mean, sure, it's nice to be skinny. It's nice to be in a, a nice size, but that's not my motivation. My motivation is I don't want to be driven by this demon anymore. And I don't want to be driven by the demons in my head. I want to be healthy, mentally stable, uh, you know, sane, as the big book talks about. I don't want to be insan- have insanity anymore. That's what drives me. I want to go to my grave with peace. I want to have serenity. And if I'm in the food or if I'm in my head and I'm not working this program, putting the food down and doing the steps, 10, 11, and 12 specifically, I'm going to slip right back into my head, which drives me crazy, and go right back to the food. So my honest desire has to be that I want to grow on a soul level, and I want to discover who I am, recover myself, recover myself, recover who I truly am, the innocence, the joy. Sure, there's challenges in life, but, you know, this program gives me the tools to handle them. And one of the greatest tools is my higher power. How do you get to this thing within you, in your heart? It's your personal journey with this power, this presence, this love. It's not outside of you, out there in the world. You know, sure it is. I mean, it's in nature and it's in other people. But you have your own personal higher power you can connect with by beginning to connect with your heart, the beating, the blood flowing, the breath, the beauty of you and this personal presence. And it's not just sitting in the dark staring in your meditation. There's all kinds of things you can do to begin to connect. Go out and feel the wind. 
and appreciate. I don't know anything about this win, but it sure feels good. You know, oh my God, it's a miracle. Think of the miracles in life. So this honest desire is really important to me because until, you know, I got to the place where it wasn't about my body, wasn't about pleasing you, wasn't about my husband not loving me because I wasn't skinny, because that's not the case today. I have a man that loves me no matter what. It's about the honest desire to recover myself from my soul and connect with this beautiful higher power. Love you guys. I pass. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Anne-Marie M. Good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M., recovered in South Carolina and recovered through God's grace and by working the steps here. Um, you know, what stood out to me today was um, that we are not allied with any particular faith, sect, denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. And this program um, brought me back to my uh, religion of origin, and I um, I just didn't never think that I would I would go back to that because I did oppose that. I did have some negative things to say about about my religion, and I'm just so grateful that I am back to where my family brought me up. And also, um, I um, when I first heard about what well, when I first began studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I brought it back to my meeting, and I was gun ho, and I was. Oh, all about the big book and that OA material didn't work and this is what we have to do. And you know what? That meeting ended up folding. It was small to begin with and it was, it was, it was just beginning, but I was gun-ho about the big book and so talking negatively about any OA material that um, people didn't want to hear it. And um, people still in my area, there's people that don't want to read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And all I can be is a an example and not do all the talking, like it was just mentioned, not do all the talking, but show people um, what I have learned and and live it. You know, be kind and loving, reach out, not be self-centered. And um, I think that's all I have to say. I'll pass. Thank you. So... Mara and Larry, if you could take two apiece, two minutes apiece, that will be able to close us out. And Loretta and Karen, I'm sorry about that time. You could jump on the next meeting if you could do that. I can do two minutes. Thanks, Russ, for your service. Oh, my goodness gracious. Where do I start? Mara Z, recovering by God's grace and mercy. That's where I start with my gratitudes. Um, we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. That's our primary purpose. That's my primary purpose, to be helpful to those afflicted. I wanted to focus on the word afflicted because that's important. And I usually point that out when I'm studying with my sponsees. Afflicted means I did not choose to have this freaking disease. I did not choose to live with this misery. I've been afflicted by it. This has been put upon me by nature, by God, by whatever. Um, But I've learned through these steps and through this fellowship that there is a way out, and the way out is God. And there's my one minute. So you can have three, Larry. Thanks, and have a good day. Bye.
Thanks, Mar. Appreciate it. All right, Larry, you're up. You got about three minutes if that works for you, buddy. Thanks to Russ. Hey, thanks, Russ. Thanks, Mara. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I need to learn brevity. Let's see if I can practice that. You know, this program, um, I, I, I remember hearing Leah M. share, uh, well, lots of things she used to share. One of the things that she shared that stuck with me is that this is a, a big show-and-tell operation, right? We, uh, we get to – it's through the demonstration, really. It's a, it's a demonstration of uh, – certainly not a demonstration of uh, my power, my love, my way of life. Uh, that almost got me killed. I, I'm quite sure it would get you killed if we were following that. Thank goodness it's a demonstration of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. And it's uh, this demonstration is miraculous. God gives us the opportunity to pull someone else up. I'm, I'm presently I'm, I'm, I'm calling from Italy. And, uh, boy, Vision for You has a wide reach. There's people all around the world, some listening right now, some you know, that come from all places. It makes me feel very small, not, a, not the bad way small, but just small, just one among many. We get to demonstrate God's power, God's way of life. You know, another thing that Leah would say, another said it too, but it's just, I'm going to give credit to Leah because it, I remember it from her. She said, that's true. We don't charge dues or fees. Unless it's Russ, we charge them a little bit, but but most of us know there's no dues or fees. But but um, it's uh, if we want freedom, we'll practice these steps. We will immerse ourselves in these steps. We'll do it imperfectly, but we'll we'll put the food down. We'll begin to live and work the steps with integrity, and we will change. Watch God change you. I'm going to try to carry the message, but you know you know that you know that the, the truth is. The message, anytime I go out, the message gets carried to me. And that's a fact. The message is carried to me. I'm strengthened by this wow. message, this message of hope. With that, I pass. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. Ben Moody, you later, buddy. All right. Larry's going to be our last share. And we thank everyone who shared. Loretta and Karen, if you could stick around for the next meeting, I'm sure there'll be a spot for you to share there. All right. So today's – oh, the share ID we need to do. Sorry about that. Today's share ID, Friday, November 17, 2023, it's 20,844, so uh, 20844. Now we're going to um, close it out with the, um, uh, the reading from the big book on page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Anne-Marie is going to take care of that for us today. Okay, yes. Anne-Marie M. in uh, Recovered Compulsive Lead in South Carolina. A book is to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come <clears throat> if your own house is in order. <clears throat> Excuse me. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. <clears throat> Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the, your past 
Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.